Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus. Amen. Our lesson for this morning is from the book of Psalms, 119th one, beginning with the 103rd verse. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. And we pray, these are your words, dear Heavenly Father, sanctify us by the truth, your word is truth. Amen. When I lived in Michigan, there was a really unique restaurant that was right by my apartment. It was a fast food restaurant, and the concept was it was actually going to be a healthy fast food place, and it was cleverly called Good To Go. And, you know, I thought, wow, this is probably a really nice idea. It'd be nice if people want to, you know, go out and they want a healthy option. You know, not, not have junk food all the time and, and all that. Get in the car and instead of that debate about, oh, where are we going to eat at? It's just, hey, let's, let's go to this one healthy place uh, in town and, uh, you know, not ha have it be so bad for you. Well, if you didn't guess, uh, the restaurant did close uh, after a year or so. And I felt legitimately bad about it. I was like, oh, it would have been nice to... I don't know, have a healthy place. I probably didn't help, but I only ate there like one time. Uh, <laughs> that probably says too much about me, but uh, I was like, well, it was, it was good. It was, it was good food. But I, I, I don't know, I think when people get in the car and they want to eat out, they're probably, first thing on the mind isn't, eh, I want to be super healthy right now. I want something that's going to be good for me. Sometimes we just kind of have a craving for something that's not necessarily the best for us. Well, as we turn, for our, turn to our lesson for today, we, we know that God's word is good for us, spiritually healthy, probably based on the fact that we are here gathered around God's word in chapel today, so that's, that's good. We realize God's word is good and healthy for us, but at the same time, Notice what our lesson says, that, it, that to the psalmist, God's word is sweeter than honey. It doesn't say God's word, God, your word is like, you know, a salad I have to douse in cheese and dressing to eat. It doesn't say, God, your word is the super, you know, super food kale or something that I choke down and, and try to make it not look like I'm grimacing in pain, but, but I know it's healthy for me. It's, it's far more extreme than that. It says that God's word is sweeter than honey. And I think we, we all can at first get on board with that. Yeah, God's word is sweet. But, it, you know, it's not just like that's well, it's sweet. Okay, what else is there to know about this text? I think I got it figured out. How am I going to, you know, string this into a 10-minute sermon or anything? It's, um, the problem is actually when we map it onto our lives. Because the thing is, is... Yeah, God's word is sweet. We don't exactly treat it like it's sweet. We are going to tend to treat it more like the, you know, the kale or the salad that we kind of just have to have because well, I'm trying to be healthy, so I'm going to 
eat the things I shouldn't eat or have to eat or things like that. But it, we don't treat it like a want-to sort of thing, but more of a have-to sort of thing. I mean, compared to a lot of other things in our lives, I mean, you don't probably watch Netflix or Disney Plus or Baby Yoda or something and think, oh, I watched, I put in my one hour of watching this show, now I'm set to go for a few days, don't have to watch it for a while, I can take a break from it. We don't, you know, maybe play a video game and think, well, I've, you know, played it a few hours tonight, so yeah, I'm, I'm good to go on that for a while. We don't hang out with friends a little bit and, and say, well, I've hung out with friends for four days in a row, so now I really better take a break from, you know, talking to those friends, or I could take the weekend off from talking to friends, surely. We, we want to do those things, and so it's not a problem. But then when we look at what, how we treat God's word, I think we do kind of treat it like a have-to sort of thing a lot, that have-to attitude is kind of in the driver's seat. Um, you know, we treat God's word like a have-to thing when, when maybe we don't care about our religion classes or seminary classes, you know, like we maybe should, and are just like, well, I have to go to this, and sometimes maybe we try to get other work done, or maybe we're sneaking peeks on the cell phone on something, or distracted, or just old school zoning out, you know, things like that. We wouldn't do that during a want-to sort of activity. We do that during have-to sorts of activities. Or even like, sometimes we treat God's word like a have-to thing when we feel like, well, I maybe went to chapel a few times this week, so now Sunday, it's like, well, I don't really need to go to church again on Sunday. I kind of got my quota for the week. But, you know, again, we're treating God's word then like a have-to sort of thing, not as a, not as a want-to sort of thing. Or even like for us professors, you know, sometimes like are we super thrilled to like be up on theology and like, yes, I want to have God's word uh, in class and prep that and, and be ready to go and the mission of Bethany is super important. Uh, often we're kind of like, oh, I got to prep for class and, you know, I, I know I at times I'm not always doing that with a free and merry spirit. And so and when it comes right down to it, yeah, does God want us to do things and hear his word from a have-to sort of attitude. No, he's a bigger deal than that. He doesn't want us to just go through the motions like that. And that's kind of the problem is we let the have-to attitude be in the driver's seat when it comes to things pertaining to God's word. And that's the real problem. I mean, that's essentially despising God's word when we come right down to it. That It's not a want-to thing. It's, it's now a have-to thing. And, you know, really, we have our old sinful nature with us. We're not, we're not perfect. We're not um, just totally um, always going to be excited or have a want-to attitude with God's word. That sinful nature is still a part of us and is always going to treat God's word like, I'm going to gag on this, I don't want this. We have that conflict within us with that sinful nature. And even though God's word is truly sweet, it is just objectively sweet. It is absolutely sweet. It is, you know, sweeter than honey, the text says. It might as well for us today be sweeter than a big old pile of gummy bears. 
It is sweet to us. But we should ask, why is that word? Why is that word so sweet? And there's this saying I've sometimes heard. I think it helps shed light on the matter. The, the saying is, you know, no one on their deathbed looks back and thinks, I should have put in an extra hour, more time in the office, or more time at work. And maybe for us as students, it could be, yeah, no one on their deathbed says, I wish I'd have spent that extra time proofreading this or that paper. Uh, not to give you too many ideas about that, but you can kind of see, you know, with those sorts of sayings, like, oh, I, 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 I suppose, you know, you got to take a break and things like that. But then at, at further analysis of, of that sort of a quote, you think like, okay, well, what, what's the alternative? Am I going to feel better on my deathbed if I look back and think, oh, I'm glad I had a few more fun times, went down a few more roller coasters? Uh, you know, is that going to make death all the more better? Even if we thought, well, what if I had spent more quality time with family and friends? And yes, those are good things, but, but I think, you know, when it's said and done, on your deathbed, it's like, well... Is that going to help the situation either? Um, I think when we think about the reality of death and looking back in our life on a deathbed, I don't think happy memories or looking back or, oh, I'm glad I can think, oh, how grand it was. I don't think that's really going to take the edge off of death when it's all said and done. And so God's word has to do more than that what the world offers of the, well, yeah, find value in the here and now, and that's going to be the grand memories later on, isn't going to quite do it. God's word it has to be sweeter. It has to do more than that. And thankfully, it does more than that. The word tells us about our Lord Jesus, who came to this earth. Yes, he did follow God's word perfectly and eagerly, to make up for those times where, yeah, in that conflict with sinful nature, we haven't been as, as eager and treated God's word as sweet as honey. And he swallowed up death as he went up to that cross to take the sin and, and the punishment like death that we would have coming to us so that we could be forgiven and right with him. And he rose again victoriously to change our whole outlook on even the idea of a deathbed. That it's not like, oh, I hope I have enough happy memories to look back on and that's going to take the edge off of the deathbed. It's, no, he has conquered death itself. He's given us a resurrection. I can look forward now on even a deathbed that I have an eternal home with my Lord and that he has won that for me completely by his work. And he's made this ours by coming to us in that very same word, giving us that message. And his word is even so much more than just saying what Jesus did. It's not simply and only like, well, it's nice to you know, look at honey or look at gummy bears. It actually gives the very things it talks about as it, just like you eat the food, we have God's word. And that comes and it even works faith in our hearts and, and gives us the very things it talks about, gives us Christ, Christ himself and his work and his merit so that through that faith, I am comforted and consoled that yes, I am right with God and have heaven itself. He has given this all to us in his word. And that is going to help and flavor how we look at our life too. That we have meaning here and now, not because I think, well, I can look back on it someday and it'll give me good feelings. But instead, 
I know that this is the beginning of my eternal life, that I do go on after death to be with my Lord through faith. And I look at this life right here now as meaningful because God has put me where he wants me to be. He's given me opportunities to serve and be a blessing to others. He's given me blessings that I can enjoy here and now as well. And so his word not only gives us eternal life, but it, it is a sweetener for our life as we view each and every day with a new perspective. That's truly the sweetness of his word, that it gives us eternal life and it, and it reshapes our life even right here and now. And that's going to be far, far more than anything in this world can offer us as a sweetener. Amen.